All right, I think we're live. All right, I hit the button four times, and finally the thing went live. Hi, guys, I'm Tim Gillette, and this is the Tim Gillette Show. So welcome to today's episode where I get to inter actually interview somebody who I know. All right, uh, we've had quite a few connections over the years, and it's just good that it finally found a date that the two of us could be together and record a podcast and hang out together. Today's guest, Scott Transu, which I know Scott going back, oh gosh, I want to say eight, nine years, I think I've known Scott and uh, watch the progress of what he's done over the years. And it is just such a great thing to be able to see him on a, on the podcast with us today. And uh, I, I get to interview him finally and, and let you guys know the Scott that I know. All right. And maybe some things about the Scott that I don't know. Anyway, let's bring him up here and find out. Mr. Scott, how are you? Mr. Gillette, my brother from another mother. How are you, buddy? Oh, man. I, I feel like we've been locked up too long. What do you think? <laughs> That's because we have. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. that's probably yeah. why I feel that way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I want to. I want to just start out by saying something about uh, Tim here. Uh, we met several years ago, and uh, I was just at the start of my, if you will, my speaking career. And he uh, he was instrumental in giving me some much needed advice. And I don't mind telling everybody a little bit of tough love where it was required. And um, he was instrumental in in uh, getting my head correct, if you will. I just wanted to publicly thank him for several things he told me and advised me to do. He uh, he 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 uh, gave me some things to think about that I needed to think about at the time. So, thank you, my friend. I appreciate well, it greatly. Well, I I, I got to say, you know, I, I'm always glad to help, and that's part of why you know people are in that mastermind. Yeah. Is I help people in the mastermind. That's what a mastermind is. Right. You know what I mean? As someone who's a little more seasoned. You reach down and help the people who are coming along, all right? And, you know, now years later, I'm sure you're now the one reaching sure. down in masterminds and people you're part of and helping others up. Now, mm -hmm. You know, Correct. I have my own programs and my own mastermind, but I'm involved in others, as I'm sure you are as well, all right? Mm -hmm. And and you mm -hmm. do. You, you, when you When you enter in, you're the baby. Oh, my God, are oh. you making mistakes? And then sometimes those mistakes can cost you, and it's yeah. good to have that's That's why we have mastermind. Good to have someone seasoned to come up and go, whoa, 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 all right. I had Adam Ace, which you know, Adam. Adam sure. Ace reached down to me and went, hey, Tim, I'm going to tell you something that I see it's a real problem in your business. And Adam Ace gave me tough love. Coming from a comedian, that's very unique because that comedian <laughs> gave me some of the most serious advice that changed the trajectory of my business. Had I mm -hmm. not listened uh, to mm -hmm. Adam Ace, all right. Uh, you know, uh, who knows where I would be today. I would be someone working back at Starbucks, you know, right. uh, and, and, and he gave me that advice and, you know, I don't have much contact or I'm not personal friends with Adam Ace, but till this day, I am oh so thankful that he took five minutes to go, Hey Tim, come here. We need to talk. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I'm sure now, I mean, Scott, I'm sure you're doing the same thing for people now. Sure. I know you've, you've moved on to a couple sure. other groups you're working with now, right? Yeah, I have. I have definitely. Yeah. So yes. how many masterminds are you in now? Uh, I am in two right now. Two? And yeah. uh, uh, one of the members of uh, one of the masterminds, and I think it's one that you're probably familiar with, uh, he invited me to be on his radio show next month or September. So I'm really excited about that. Local radio here in uh, Vegas where I live. Oh, uh, I have okay. lived for the last about five years or so. So that's exciting. That's very uh, exciting. You've been in Vegas for five years? I've been in Vegas five years. La uh, uh, it was, let's see here, uh, May 
22nd, five years I've been in Vegas. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's I, interesting. Uh, How many speakers live in Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was both strategic and also climate. No. Uh, I grew up in upstate New York, and I'm sure you'll get into this with me a little bit later, but grew up in upstate New York. And trust me, my friend, the third time you drive through a blizzard going five miles an hour with your warning lights on, white knuckles, and somebody decides to scream past you at 20 miles an hour, uh, you say, uh, I'm pretty much done with this. I think I'm going to make a move here. Yeah. And uh, I, I uh, took the five-day trip out from upstate New York, Binghamton, where I, where I grew up. Uh, spent about 15 years in Albany after that once I got out of school and uh, took the five-day trip out and I haven't regretted it for even a second. It's been a wonderful, wonderful move. You so. know, it's interesting. You know, I mean, my guest earlier this week was a girl named Dana and she grew up in the same area up there, uh, Bainington. I grew up in Scranton. So like we grew up hours from each other. Now there's something you always surprised me with, Tim, and I did not know that. I yeah. didn't know you were a Scranton boy. Yeah. My goodness. I'm not, it doesn't mean I'm going to run for president someday. I'm just for the qualification <laughs> there, all right? You know, I know where I'm not qualified to do things. I'm just saying. Well, you have, you have my vote just for being 48 <laughs> miles south of I'll Bangor. let you keep that vote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I, 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 this yeah, is the, I, I, I want to say this is the smart Scranton boy to know what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might, I, I think I might have trouble running for dog catcher, to be honest with you, boss. Yeah. So you I know, know it's but, just, it's a tough one. But when, when Craig Duswalt says that thing about you, know what I mean, yeah, run for office. That'll get your name out. I'm like, <laughs> I've worked on some of those campaigns with people. No, thanks. Uh, I'll be the guy supporting the campaign, but I don't. I don't, I don't want to be the man on the on the on the ticket. No way. Yeah. What were you doing January fifteenth, nineteen seventy four? Uh, I think I was in pre K. What else do you want to know? You know. Yeah. So <laughs> seventy four. So that means all right. You. Uh, I just, just gave my age away. Yeah. No. No. You are just young enough to not know my town that I lived in in Pennsylvania because my town in 1973 became famously known in 73 and 74 for one thing. Uh, you got me. You got Patty me. Hearst hid there. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. South Canaan, right. Pennsylvania, Patty Hearst hid there in the 1970s and the house that she hid in was actually a house that my parents almost bought three years earlier. Instead, wow. they bought one a half a mile away. I've wow. been in that house before and after she lived there. Holy Toledo. Yeah. And, Amazing stuff. And in, uh, in 2016, I spoke at an event in Scranton, Pennsylvania, but, you know, when I was up there, and I took my wife by it. And literally, you look at the house, it looks <laughs> the same as it did in 1973. I mean, it, it was, it's a rental house, all right? The people yeah. only rent it yeah. out. That's why. And they've sure. not changed it since the 1970s. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's so, no, I, I always find it unique that speakers move to Vegas and, uh, you know, like James Malinchek was in there. I think Scott McCain lives in Vegas now as well. Um, mm -hmm. Does Grant Cardone have a residency in Grant, in Vegas or is he still out of Miami? I don't know. I don't know Grant personally. If, if he doesn't, he probably should. Yeah. Scott, um, uh, Scott McCain was a big-time member of the NSA chapter out here for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Probably still is. Yeah. I know so. uh, uh, Al um, – God, what's Al's last name? Uh, he's he's like a good speaker. Jensen, huh? Jensen, Jensen. Al Jensen, yeah, Al Jensen yeah. lives there. Another speaker, a uh, great, great, well-known speaker, uh, speaker trainer. Um, you know what I mean? And it's just you know it. it when I I actually looked at it, but I lo I love Dallas too much to go. But I had looked at it about you know getting uh, you know moving there because of the fact that 
number one, you're closer to California. Number two, you can get a flight out of Vegas going anywhere, anywhere, almost at any time of day. So, um, however, that was the last town before the whole world shut down. That was the last flight I flew from Vegas back to Dallas. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. And I, and I actually found out the story. I'm a big follower of Mike Rowe. All right. From uh, I know Mike. Sure. I know Mike. Mike yeah. was actually at an event there. All right. <laughs> and he left the day after I did and his flight got canceled. Luckily, because, you know, he's known well. I, I think a Caterpillar or something flew him home on their private jet. But like bizarre. Right. Yeah. Right. I remember that day. That was like, I'm like looking <laughs> at the Vegas airport empty. I'm like, I've never seen the Vegas airport that empty in no. my life. Uh, normally it's uh standing room only. No pun intended. Yeah. So, no. yeah, normal. Um, yeah, and I didn't even want to gamble. I'm like, man, as bad as things are right now, I don't want to take a gamble in this airport. <laughs> so, indeed. Um, so, Scott, I mean, some of the unique things I've known that you've done over the years, all right, with Craig, I know um, you got the privilege to introduce Eddie Money one time. You know, I did, and that video is still on my website, and that was a uh, that was an experience, brother. Um, going backstage now the thing about eddie money god rest his soul mm -hmm. uh lost him way too soon yeah, uh, yeah the thing about eddie money is he's this he's certainly a huge well-known rock star sold 50 million albums something like that he is the most down-to-earth guy you'll ever meet in your entire life he he's like I, I scott my name is eddie good to meet you mm -hmm. I, I i'm a normal guy i i just happen to be really good at music and singing and I've had a lot of success, but you know, I'm, I'm a normal guy. You look like you're, you know, you got, you got it going on and you know, stuff. And I'm like, dude, I've been like worshiping you for like 20 years. And here you are telling me, you know, I, 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 I put my pants on the same way you do boss. You know, I, I would have said to him, well, I was born in the seventies. My mom was a big fan of yours. <laughs> He probably he would probably tell you he doesn't remember the seventies, but that's another story yeah. entirely. But but yeah. that was his line for opening up is hi, I'm Eddie Money. Your mom's a big fan of mine. That was his opening line. <laughs> oh boy, okay. That that's um, a good one. That's a good hook. Uh, you know, I I did. I met I've met Eddie too. Uh, you know what I mean? I've run a couple things, you know, around Craig's event and Eddie, and I yeah. loved Eddie. He was a yeah. great. He was he was a down to earth guy, and I really yeah. loved him and. Um, I only wished I would have got to see him more, uh, than I did. Um, but I mean, I, I you know, I, the good friends still on the radio show sure. is Don, uh, who is, was his bass player for a long time uh, through Craig. We know, right, um, right, right. but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, uh, and, and that backstage you have at events where you get to talk to celebrities uh, Yeah, because I've worked Craig's event. I'm always backstage meeting people. And right. I've got to meet Dean Kane that way and talk. I had a mm -hmm. conversation with Dean Kane, I don't know how many times backstage at Craig's event, right? Mm -hmm. and right, right. I asked Dean Kane one time at Craig's event. I said backstage, I said before he went up, I says, I'm gonna get out in the crowd and I'm gonna ask you a wingdinger question that's going to actually stump you today. And he goes, <laughs> You're gonna give me a hint? I'm like, No, I'm gonna surprise <laughs> you with it. And when I surprised him with it afterwards, I was backstage and I had to escort him back to his car on the way to the car the whole way. He goes, Oh my God, that's the best question I've ever been asked. And I'm like, told you I was going to get you. Yeah. Yes, so, indeed. Absolutely. And that's, I have that while well, my website is him interviewing me. I actually, he actually made a video for my, my mastermind and, co and coaching clients. When they joined my program, 
he has the welcome video is from Dean Kane welcoming you to yeah. my coaching program. So, yeah, I've still got that video on my website and uh, you can see me and let's just say my my less experienced days when I was first getting going, yeah. getting going as a, as a speaker and so forth. And it's I looked at it the other day and I just started laughing like, wow, you know, it's it, it that, that's got to be six, seven years ago now, at yeah. least. Uh, so cool stuff. So, I mean, stuff. back then, uh, you know, I mean, were, weren't you working a job and trying to get into speaking back then? Or were you full-time speaking when you did that? Um, when you and I met, I was, I, I had about uh, six months prior, I had gotten a contract with a national seminar company, ironically enough, called National Seminars. Hmm. Um, and, you know, 1099, independent contractor. Uh, the story behind how I got it was kind of funny, too. Uh, oh, by all means, we've got we've got yeah. time. Tell the story. We got man. time. What happened was, uh, if you know anything about Toastmasters at all, the organization which is public speaking, leadership, all that good stuff. Um, I was uh, at a Toastmasters meeting up in Albany, New York. Actually, Schenectady, New York, which is west of there. Anybody knows anything about that area? It's the capital district of New York. And uh, th this friend of mine in the Toastmasters group that I was going to, he he brings me aside. And uh, he said, you, you want to get paid to speak, right? And I said, well, sure. I mean, yeah, that'd be a great thing. I think I could give it a give it a stab. And he hands me this brochure for a speaker boot camp. Uh, happened to be Malinchek, speaker boot camp. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, flew out to L.A. for it and uh, took about 94 pages of notes in addition to the manual. And uh, came back home and I was on LinkedIn I remember this very clearly. I was linked. I was on LinkedIn for, uh, it was, I think it was on like a Monday night. And on my profile, uh, I was doing some updating, and then I saw some recommendations to connect with people. And one of the connections happened to be a recruiter from oh, this wow. thing called National Seminars Group. I had never heard of it. Mm -hmm. I had never heard of this person. And something in my head, and one thing I always tell people is. Trust the intuition up here. When you get flashes of inspiration, ideas, go with them. Mm -hmm. I, on a whim, reached out to this person and said, are, are you folks looking for speakers? And I got a response not even a day later saying, we're always looking for speakers. Now, remember, this is probably six, seven years ago now. This is before COVID and all that stuff happened. Um, so I said, well, what do I need to do? I, I don't know how to do this. And the recruiter said, uh, you're in Toastmasters, right? And I said, yeah. And she says, well, what we usually do is we usually have you tape uh, about a 20-minute talk that you do. It can be on any topic you want, provided it's professional. Um, don't get into anything really controversial or, you know, anything of a, another kind of nature that people might take offense to. Keep it professional and um, send it to me. And I reached out to the club president and said, hey, listen, I got this opportunity to uh, audition for this seminar company. And I, I need somebody to carry around, a, you know, an iPod or whatever they were called back then. I think they were still called iPods or a, uh, whatever, the, whatever the device might be. Can I be one of the speakers for 20 minutes and record my song and dance, have some customer, not customer, but participant interaction? And I need to send this on. And, and she fell in love with it. She was like, oh, my gosh, that's so awesome. We'd love to do that for you. So um, let me grab something over here on my desk in my office. It was on this very device right here. It's wow. still on here. 
It's actually on my YouTube channel, my private, my, my YouTube channel with my name on it. You can actually go in there and see the full 20-minute presentation if you want to see that from about seven years ago. And uh, I sent it to these people, and uh, I got this phone call about four days later. And uh, it was very urgent in nature. And Scott, give me a call back immediately. And I'm going, my mindset back in the day was, okay. She, she's going to tell me what's wrong with it. She's going to tell me what I can improve upon. She's going to tell me what to do better next time. That was my mindset back then. Yeah. And I called her back and I said, okay, you looked at the video. What can I do better on? And she goes, what do you mean? What can you do better on? And I said, well, I figured that's what you wanted to talk about. And she says, no, no, that was, that was absolutely awesome. And she said, um, I'm personally inviting you to go to the next stage and get on, get the contract stuff done. And we'd like you to fly out to to uh, Kansas City in a month and uh, go through orientation and <clears throat> go on the speaking trail. Um, so that's how I got into the business. It was off a whim. It was serendipity. And um, I, I, I teach business topics. I've always taught business topics. Like a lot of people, I, I term myself the sexy nerd because it's, it's, it's all about business and accounting and economics and collections law and QuickBooks and the IRS code and stuff that people pr probably really wouldn't <laughs> really wouldn't do unless somebody sent them to see it or, or what have you. But I put my spin on it. And um, in the last seven years before COVID hit, uh, I'm proud to say I've been to 45 states, including my hometown of Binghamton, spoke to two people in Binghamton on public speaking at the Holiday Inn. And uh, been to Honolulu, got the Honolulu gig twice for QuickBooks, and um, it was a. I've, I've given shoot at least three thousand presentations in that in that six year time frame. Uh, on the road, three weeks a month, easily sometimes four weeks. Right. And uh, you know, as as you know, in that business, you get a cold, you get a sinus issue, you got to keep going. Get the the show has yeah, to go yeah. on, and. Um, so uh, doing that and loving it and wound up doing QuickBooks full time for another company out of Dallas, by the way, uh -huh. where you are. And um, COVID hit and I had to adjust and we do what we have to do. But it was uh, it was an amazing six, seven years experience. Wouldn't trade it for the world. Got a lot of experience and uh, and such. And now I've, I've adjusted and made some taken a little detour that I had to take. Uh, but it's all been good. It's all been there wonderful. Was, uh, there was three of those. Wasn't there? Was there was three of those those seminar companies? It was uh, National, Fred Pryor, and what was the third one? Skillpath. Skillpath, and I think didn't yes. Skillpath and and Fred Pryor merge? Skillpath and National Seminars merge. Oh, Skillpath so and National. Fred. So now it's just the, the, the those two and Fred Pryor. So that's correct. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I, 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 I know a lot of people in that in that yeah. circle. Well, we know both know Maurice Domino, right? Sure do. Yeah. yeah. Um, sure do. I know Jonathan Peters. Do you know Jonathan? I do. Jonathan Peters. I knew him from Vegas, by the way. Jonathan, like when I was, <laughs> when I used to come by in Vegas, I used to call Jonathan and he'd come by my hotel and pick me up and we'd go hang out for the night. All right. We actually, we actually did a little Q and a together again, six years ago or so. Cause, yeah. uh, I also know, also know Monica Cornetti who was yeah, Monica, came out of that business. Yeah. So uh, Jonathan Peters and I did a little Q and A on on uh, some business related topics one time. Had a lot of fun doing it. So um, yeah, about, it, it's it, it's been a great experience, no doubt about it. How about how about Sherry Prindle? I know Sherry. Uh, Sherry runs a um, uh, like a 
abbreviated, if you will, if that's the right term to use, kind of a speaker school, speaker training yep. type yep. of deal. Uh, I think they do it twice a year. Uh, I have not yet been to it. I'm looking forward to the chance to do it probably next I, year. Yeah, we spoke. I spoke at her. Um, she does, I think it's like Star Marketing Summit. I spoke at that in the beginning of 2020 was I spoke at her, her uh, January 2020. Uh, and it was here in Dallas that I did that. But Sherry's been on my stage and she was in my mastermind many, many years ago. So sure. and she was back then she was doing um she was also doing the coaching certification with, I can't remember the name of the company. And I basically told her when she was there, I was like, I'm like, Sherry, you need to, you know, she's having problems with it. I said, you need to leave it and create your own certification for coaching. You know more than this stuff than they do. You're their right. top person. You don't need to be working for them. You need to create your own. Right. And Sherry and I partnered on a meetup group here in Dallas. She had a meetup group that she started in Dallas because her region for that company was Texas. Mm -hmm. so the meetup group she wasn't doing anything with. And at the time it was cost very costly to host, you know, to hold the meetup group when she mm -hmm. didn't do anything with her. So I took over ownership and paid the bills until this day. We're still partnered onto it. It's still her. And I don't know, one one of us is is um one of us is director and the other one's co-director. And it's we switch it back and forth every 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 a couple of years, like you know what I mean. She'll take over the group, I'll take over the group, but we right. both run the group. Um, and I, I use it for my meetup groups because I was doing something to help her people. Sure. Uh, yeah. Sure. And, you know, I mean, I know she was, I think she worked Fred prior, but she was like the trainer for all of them. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, right. I mean, big time with was, she knows she's been around. That girl's been around the world. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, very, very wise woman. I consider her a very, very good friend of, of mine as Sherry is. So yeah. Anyway, but cool. Yeah. And this person's just calling me for a second time, and I'm not still not going to answer the phone because I'm on a on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the world of an entrepreneur, my friend. Yeah, they just yeah, it's uh, you know, I, yeah. I love it when they call you four times in a row, thinking, well, they, maybe they'll pick up this time. Yeah, hey, you never know. Yeah, so. he's he, you know he's sitting home from noon to five doing absolutely nothing. He's got time to talk to me. You know? So yeah, anyway. well, I always love the people who think that I you know what I mean. You're an entrepreneur, okay? So you must have tons of free time. <laughs> Ah, if they only knew. Yeah. It's like, we probably, again, we're the people who are working when you go home to get a beer at five o'clock. We're the ones still working. Dude. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, well, you know, you've had an interesting, uh, interesting path. How many are, are before COVID shut down about how many speaking gigs were you doing a year? Oh my goodness. Um, well, we, we have to divide it between the 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 prior and the national seminars environment because those are all one day events mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. do a couple of two and three day events but i was doing the one day things and then the company that i switched over to that was quickbooks solely quickbooks mm -hmm. those were all two day events so uh you if you just count like on average three days a week out of town uh for the first um four years or so uh, different city every week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then home, and then uh, usually home Friday afternoon, Friday evening, uh, times that by 52, times that by a year, three weeks, you know, three weeks a month. Mm -hmm. um, we're talking hundreds, absolutely yeah. hundreds. Um, and then with, uh, with uh, real world training, it's called, uh, with the QuickBooks side, um, sometimes that was four weeks a month because I was filling in for people who had to bow out because of a sickness or a broken bone or something like that. Um, but it, it, it has definitely been high hundreds, even potentially four, four figures in terms of numbers. It's been a lot. 
And every single one of them is a learning opportunity. Every single one's a chance to get better. Um, I've had rave reviews all over the place. I've had a few people who personalities conflicted and what have you. And that's going to happen no matter what you're doing. But um, got a got a ton of experience, and it's something. I, it's an experience I never would have traded. For, I wouldn't have traded for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, with COVID hitting, I've had to adjust, like all of us. All of us have had to, and I'm switching over to some other things now. But and and that's okay. That's the way it goes. But uh, tons of experience in front of the stage and uh, in front of groups on stage and stuff. And uh, it, it's really given me uh, confidence that I didn't have seven years ago. If you had, you know, that that the person that you remember six, seven years ago, ain't the same guy you're talking to yeah. now. It's somebody well, it. who's most Most great, people yeah. in the speakers field, they do. They become growers. They're growing in their life. They're growing in their world. And uh, you know what I mean? They they usually aren't. Usually when you meet them six, seven years later, they're not the same person. No. And most often there's there, there's been some revisions to their message. <laughs> sure. Of course. they grew. Yeah. yeah. So. Of course. Um. You know, something else that I was going to ask you is, is you know, I, I had I had Bob Berg on a couple of weeks ago and Bob said, like, you know what I mean? In this new world, he doesn't want to travel anymore. He's going to do just virtual. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion in the speaker world of being vir- being a virtual speaker now? Well, I think, number one, it's it's where we're headed. Uh, companies have figured out for better or for worse. And you can make arguments either way on this. Companies have figured out that they don't necessarily need to uh, send their folks out offsite to learn a topic anymore, mm-hmm. like they thought they needed to prior to all of this stuff. Yeah. They can have them log in from their office, or if they are home, even on a day off, they can pay them to log in from their home um, and have the the trainer do their deal and uh, have the participant on a platform like Zoom or go to webinar or whatever, that's where the training industry is right now. And I, and I don't really see it changing really anytime soon. In fact, I've, I've seen other speakers arrange things where, well, we've got an event of 300 people and such. Well, why don't I just uh, get in front of a green screen and everybody joins in via Zoom and I have my equipment and we just do it that way. And it's worked out well for, for many, many, many speakers. Yeah. Uh, on my end, I am planning on doing a lot more Facebook Lives. I'm planning on doing a lot more uh, webinars, whether they be recorded or live. And um, I am actually transitioning over to what uh, <laughs> what we kind of lost uh, with technology pre-COVID. And that, in that is the personal connection. Yeah, I yeah. actually talk to people on the dang phone now, yeah. which... You know, it got lost in translation with uh, technology and Facebook and texting and all this stuff. And um, I think that those who master the personal connection with other people are the ones who are going to be really successful in terms of information presentation or uh, thought leadership and and what have you. Because uh, especially with especially with what I am doing in the business side of things, one size does not fit all. And I I can't just I can do a webinar for 25 people or 50 people or 100 people. That's all fine and good. But there's going to be 25 and 50 people who say that was great, Scott. But here is my situation. And, you know, you you just didn't cover it. Not your fault. But you just didn't cover what I personally am going through. And that's where I have found. And I think you have as well. A lot of other speakers have found that we can 
uh, have people invest more in us to have access to more of us on a one-on-one -on -one personal basis. That's rather why I have a coaching program, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. yeah. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing in the tax world and in the QuickBooks world and, and so forth. It's I, I, I am having people invest. Now, notice the language I'm using. I'm not saying charge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, charging somebody means they're spending money they won't ever get back. That's right. If I have you invest in me, I'm helping you to uh, get a bigger return on investment for whatever you're doing. And I'm around as much as you're willing to invest in me being around. If you want, if you want me on speed dial, we can fix it. We can arrange that. Yeah. If you only want me around every March and send me your stuff and I take care of things, then you can invest solely in that. Uh, but I found a lot of people more than I thought have asked me, you know, what would you charge me to have you available in July or August or September when I'm thinking about doing something? And I said, well, it, you know, it depends on how much of my of my time you'd like to uh, have kind of stocked, if you will, and, and calendar. So I think that personal connection, dude, is where it's going to be and um, and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, you know, you spent years, I mean, in, in the, uh, you know, the seminar world where basically you're teaching content or speaking on content that isn't yours. Are you now creating your, some of your own content and doing both or, or are you, or is this new program or this new company all yours? No, I am actually, um, uh, developing a, uh, a one-on-one -on -one mentoring program. Okay. Uh, it, it's not, it's not, um, self-paced online like a lot of them are because, the content that I am dealing with and the people that I am dealing with, mm -hmm. that may help for a while. It's not going to help for very long. Yeah. All yeah. right. And I base it around what I call the good TSA. Yeah. The yeah. T not the not the TSA at the airport. Not the bad the TSA at the airport. The good TSA. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't ask you to take your belt and your shoes off and get half naked with me. All right. Okay. I don't care about <laughs> and I'm certainly not going to do the same for you. I mean, or, I, or, I, or, I don't want to make you vomit. TSA agent uh follow you all the way to your gate thinking you're Tom Petty and want a sign want want an autograph. Absolutely. Well that was I had that yeah. happen to me. Yeah. I know that's never happened to you. So that, that's good. I get um <laughs> I get mistaken. I've been mistaken more than once for Rick Moranis. And one of these days I'm gonna play along and say, sure, 50 bucks. I would, I would buy I, I, me. I personally bought not tompetty.com. I would go buy not my not rickmoranis.com <laughs> and put it on a card, and that's all it says. And just hand the card to him. Aren't you, aren't you that guy from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Sure am. How are you? Great to meet you. Let's take a picture. 25 bucks. No, whatever. No, I just, yeah, take a, I've had them where I, they just took a picture with me. <laughs> all right. And, and like I see on Facebook and I'm tagged on it, right? Because they, they put it up on their Facebook page. And because fa facial recognition remembers my face, yeah, it tags me. All right. And they, they're like, look, I met Tom Petty in the airport. And their friends' comments, you know, Tom Petty died a couple years ago, right? You know that, right? <laughs> Anyways, the good TSA. What's the, the good TSA? TSA? Let's get back on the good TSA. Let, let, let's get back here to the good TSA. The T stands for taxation, all right, uh, or, or structuring, all right? Uh, the S stands for entity or entity structuring. The A stands for accounting. So taxation, structuring, and accounting. Now. That's all for most people that so what? All right. We have had a whole bunch of people because of COVID lose their job, get downsized, yeah. and they've gone out and started a business. Maybe one they've already had before or one that they're just getting started new. 
and they know a lot about what they know a lot about, which is I have product or service XYZ, and I know who I probably would be able to sell that to. But when you start talking about debits and credits and tax returns and LLCs and stuff, I don't know an LLC from an FBI or a CIA. All right. So what I do is, and this is one-on-one mentoring. It's not Mm -hmm. digital. It's not a website you go to and just hear me talk at you. That's not going to help you as much. I, we get together uh, and we determine what your needs are. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm predominantly uh, targeting the small business owner. Okay. I'll do the, the, you know, the family with the two kids in the house and some investments all day long. That's fine with me. I do a plenty. I do plenty of that, mm-hmm. but I'm really targeting the small business owner, like somebody like a Tim Gillette, mm-hmm. who's got revenue from, from various things. And they don't, I, I, now I, I heard you on a previous episode. Mm-hmm. I've got to tell you this. You said to your guest, and I forget the name of the guest, but you said, I know how much is in my business banking account. I couldn't tell you how much is in my personal banking account. And that's true. That's true for a lot of business owners. They don't know some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I am here to demystify it. The Mm -hmm. IRS code is 75,000 pages long. Let me take care of that. I'll tell you what you need to know about it. All right. Entity structuring, LLCs, they're the new rage. Um, And what typically happens is, and, and this is the way it is, They've been to a seminar and somebody told them to get an LLC without necessarily knowing, okay, why do you need one? And the answer is it's, it's, it's half true about the need for an LLC. And I can get into that with a client per, uh, privately, mm-hmm. but uh, the, the accounting side is QuickBooks and so forth. And I'm a pro advisor with them as well. So I, I've got the three prongs of the stool and the three prongs of the stool. The name of the stool is Booster Cashflow. Yeah, it's okay. it's 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 have money available when you need money. Don't overinvest in capital. Don't overinvest in equipment because you can have all the equipment in the world. You don't have anybody knocking on your door to buy your stuff. Yeah. All right. So you've overinvested in capital. Let's figure out what you need. Let's figure out what 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 structure is best for you. I do have to say I'm not an attorney. If I if I think you need a, a referral out to a business law attorney, I'll tell you you need one. I am licensed on the tax side and I'm also certified on the QuickBooks side. I'm not a lawyer. Don't claim to be. Never play one on TV. Don't care about it. If I think you need a lawyer, I'll tell you you need a lawyer. Uh, But I can certainly help you on the QuickBooks side, on the tax side, and some um, guidance on entity structuring with that proviso of if you're really not sure if I think it's necessary for a lot, it's fine. But um, had my best season this um, uh, this past spring I've ever had. And uh, look forward to really bumping it up to um, many more clients as we go forward here. So it's 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 been a switch, but it's been a good switch. So I'm very happy about it. Cool, because uh, that, that yeah, that was that, my next question was going to be. Uh, I mean, how was that trying to transition from you know what I mean? I'm speaking other people's content to actually creating my own because I know a lot of people that that's a struggle doing it, and a lot of people listening in that is a struggle right. list that they're doing is I I'm great at I can pick up anybody else's content and teach it. How do I transition to my own? So what was your transition? How do you, how, how did it go for you? Well, it was, uh, I had mentoring mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we sat down and we discussed this and uh, 
did a little research and what what what's the market looking for the single biggest mistake you can make in this area tim i'll tell you right now the single biggest mistake you can make when you're developing your own content is looking at it from your end not looking at it from the buyer's end that's right what what's the buyer looking for that's yeah. who's going to pay you for this i don't I, it doesn't matter to me how good it sounds yeah. it matters how good and how much value it's giving to the person who's going to break out their credit card or PayPal or whatever the situation is and invest in me so that I can help them accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. So it, it, it was a, it was soul searching to figure out, okay, what's the market really looking for? And it was a combination of looking at Facebook posts in different groups and message boards on other platforms online. And there was this need for uh, people who were business owners, brand new or reinvigorating a business. And they were asking questions on Facebook mm -hmm. that really only licensed folks should be answering yeah. like LLC versus S Corp versus C Corp. What's the best one? Mm -hmm. That's really not a question for a, a general Facebook chat. That's yeah. more a question for somebody who knows what they are, knows the differences and so forth. So it came down to uh, seeing a lot of that and uh, figuring out, well, you know, through the years, I've gained some knowledge here, and I'm quite sure there's a customer avatar out there, ideal customer, that would have no problem investing in in what I've taken six, seven, eight years to learn and to uh, become uh, proficient at. Yeah. So uh, that's how I did it, and it's always about what the market is demanding. That's got to be your focus. You can develop the world's greatest digital platform with videos all over the dang place if nobody's buying it nobody's buying it it sounded yeah. good to me it doesn't matter what sounds good to me so yeah. that's that's how i approached it and you know i you know i've become a big fan of that tv show that came out a couple of years ago this the first season not the second season was called undercover billionaire with oh uh, yeah yeah with yeah. with glenn stearns and glenn said yeah. rule number one find the customer first then find out what they need and go get it for them and i was like right. that's like if so many people would follow just that advice, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. They'd save themselves millions of dollars of, well, I need to create a book. I need to create a podcast. I need to have a <laughs> great, you need to have this stuff, but what are you doing? You know what I mean? To get it right. All right. Well, who, who's right. going to buy it? You know what I mean? And they right. never actually stop and look at it that way. It's find the customer first and then right. ask them what they need. All right. And, you know, I, there's a million coaches out there. Like, well, what's your customer avatar? Uh, what's that mean? Really put it <laughs> yeah. down in terms that you get it. All right. What do people want? What's the problem that somebody's trying to fix? Go fix it for them, you know? Um, yeah, we created our whole thing on like over the years. I mean, I developed over the years, but mine became down to like the simple, easy marketing. Exactly what you were saying is yeah, yeah. make it so simple and easy for them to get their credit card out and buy right. from you. Right, right. That's, that's what simple, easy is. And that's exactly what you're saying, all right? What's going to make them pull the, what's going to make them get their digits up? You know, as, as, as Laurel Langmire said, what's it going to take for the digits to come out? That's right. You know? That's right. Yeah. yeah. The way I looked at it was as long as I am giving the customer what what they are seeking, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm going to wind up on the podcast. I'm going to yeah. wind up on uh, on somebody's stage. I'm going to wind up doing all the other stuff that you see speakers doing or saw speakers doing prior to the pandemic, yeah. which they aren't doing nearly as much of anymore, unfortunately. That may or may not ever come back, who knows. But uh, if you get the customer what they're looking for one-on-one, -on -one, I, I, I'm a big believer in if, if, if you're serving the customer one-on-one -on -one in your office when nobody's watching, 
you'll be ready to deliver when everybody is bottom yeah. line when, when when yeah i mean it's absolute truth yeah. so so uh you know some i mean one last question i want to ask you before we do our wrap up here is something i always ask a lot of my guests and that is sure. Uh, you know, back when I was a, a you know, young 21 year old boy, all right, a boss <laughs> at a part-time job gave me job advice that turned into life advice. Yeah. All right. And it was, you know, you run this job, like you own the, own the business, which made right. me then take ownership of everything I do in my life. When you were younger, did someone give you a piece of advice? Maybe it was, you know, a, a parent, a coach, a teacher that was like advice at the moment, but it turned out to be life advice. Actually, there was a specific circumstance where uh, I got some tough love way back in my early 20s mm -hmm. from an employer. Mm -hmm. And what they said to because I was um, I, I was one of those who was I, I was a little little cocky, but it was it, it was a cover for really terrible insecurity, actually. Yeah. And I was I was asked to do this on my job and it wasn't a job description. And I I opened my big mouth and said, well, that's not in my job description. And what they told me, I will never forget. I've, I've, I've remembered it to this day. Scott, if I'm paying you to do it, it's in your job description. Bottom line, if I'm paying you to do it, it's in your job description. Doesn't mean I'll ask you to do it every day. Doesn't mean I'll ask you to do it regularly. But if I'm asking you to do it and I'm paying you to do it and you're on the clock, it's in your job description, my friend. Yeah. And that, 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 that has stuck with me um, ever since then. Yeah. Uh, if somebody's willing to invest in you, that's money that they earn someplace. Yeah. That's money that came from something they did. And you have impressed upon them the fact that you can help them through their pain point or through their, uh, through whatever knowledge that they're looking for that they don't have. Yeah. All right. It may sound simple to you and I, and it probably does because we do it all the time. It's not simple to the customer. It's not simple to the person investing in you. So no one uh, pulling out their credit card is unworthy of your uh, is unworthy of your assistance. Yeah. Uh, and you can and and even I, I do free stuff. I'm not saying you don't ever do free stuff. I do free stuff a lot, yeah. but it's to gain exposure so that those folks who are willing and able to invest in me over the long term. Uh, know know who I am and, and know how to reach out to me. So that was the that was the single best piece of advice I ever got from anybody. And it's and it's far. almost got like uh like it's like the advice it's like you know what I mean that employer invested in me. I want to give them a I want to make sure they get a really good return on their investment. Absolutely. All right. And I Absolutely. remember I remember one time, you know what I mean, a, a job that I I I I did never wanted to move up the ranks and I was just there for right. a certain level, right? And mm -hmm. being asked to, to to be promoted, I'm like, no. And my friend at the time i said well they're asking me to be a manager and i don't want to be and he goes well he says i can see that he says they're they're giving you're giving them far more than what they're paying you and you're not arguing about it you just do that and yeah. because of that someday you're going to be paid more than what you give and mm -hmm. it's, that's just investment you know what i mean of time and it's, i love that how you put that way and it's exactly yeah. what it is you give mm -hmm. and you give them a return on their investment well someday they you're you're going to get a return on your investment of giving so yeah Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a rule that I live by is if you want to get more of anything, clients, love, uh, relationships of any kind, if you want to get more of anything, be the one giving more. Yeah. Exactly. Bottom line, be the one giving more. Yeah. And I and I, uh, I, I, I I try to live up to that every day. Do I succeed every day? No, but I try to do it every day. Yeah. So.
Well, Scott, I, I, you know, I thank you for being on the show today. All right. What is the best website people can reach out to you and connect with you and take this conversation to another level? Sure. Uh, ScottTransu.com. I think it's on the screen right now. Uh, my contact information, my, my private phone number is on there as well. People can reach out to me that way. I'm also all over Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, Scott Transu with QuickBooks Pro Advisor, tax expert there on my Facebook and on my LinkedIn profiles. Feel free to friend me. Feel free to just drop me a, a private message if you think that uh, uh, I can be of any assistance to you. And I'm happy to reach out and see what we can do together. Very happy to. Cool. Well, Scott, before you go. Yeah. I got a little game called this or that. I saw Sammy Hagar do it and I thought I was cooler than him. Just, I'm just saying. Well, you are. Let's be honest. All right. So I got nine questions, this or that. We start off every time with the one Star Wars or Star Trek. Oh, Star Trek. Star Trek. Were you Star a Trek. Were you a, uh, a Kirk or Picard fan? I um, I loved Captain Kirk yeah. because he, uh, he, he had this way of, he, through the script, being a little tongue-in-cheek when he had to be and uh, but also very stern as the captain when he had to be. So, cool. yeah, no doubt. Um, when it comes to the vehicle you drive, are you driving a car or a truck? I'm driving a car, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went to SUV. You, I'm you, 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 you Texans are all over the truck thing, I hear. I don't, no, I don't no, know. No. Scott, I traded my truck <laughs> in and I downgraded. You ready for this? I downgraded because I a new truck was 80-some thousand dollars now, right? So I decided right. to downgrade and get a Mercedes instead. Well, that's one keynote address for you. You should be able to handle that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like people are like, you downgraded a Mercedes? I'm like, yes, the Mercedes was half the price of a new pickup truck. <laughs> Which would you get? Like, come on, really? You know, I'm like, I don't need another truck that bad. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, if you're riding in that car, would you rather listen to audio or a podcast or listen to music? Definitely something that is of a CD variety. Okay. I got away from radio a long time ago. Okay. I, I mean, I can listen to radio at night when I'm home. I, I want to be be feeding myself good stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, how about when you go out to eat, hamburger or taco? <laughs> oh, that's, that's super easy. I'm a carnivore, dude. Hamburger. <laughs> oh, I'm a total carnivore. I will gladly pay you on Tuesday for a hamburger today. Yeah. <laughs> It, it it ticks my gal off to no end because she loves tacos. Yeah, she yeah. loves tacos. And I'm um, like, you go no, ahead. Actually, I was at Craig's 4th of July party at his house, and he had a taco <laughs> truck out there. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. It's a pretty good idea, actually. Yeah. Yeah, me, so, yeah. Yeah. How about beer or wine? Uh, Miller Lite, beer. Miller Lite? I, I'm a lightweight dude. I mean, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm talking to people. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, 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 doing, you know, uh, or Dos Equis works. We were down in Cabo yeah, it's, back, in, back in May. I had a and, neighbor when I lived down in the lake and the neighbor yeah. drank that like Keystone light. And I'm like, that's like water. That's like, has a beer flavor to it, dude. I'm like, yeah. I drink, like if I drink beer, I'm drinking something that's like made in a, a, a independent brewery, you know, it's got some, kick to it anyway right right how about when you go to the movies all right you a popcorn person or candy person i am a popcorn guy i love the totally unhealthy but very delicious butter <laughs> my doctor doesn't but i do so yeah. you know 
Totally, like totally, yeah, totally take that sucker down with all the good stuff on it. So, <laughs> right. Um, how about this? Would you rather be in a snowball fight or a water balloon fight? Water balloon. Mm. I, I, uh, I'm done with snow too, but anyway, snow, snow is one of those four letter words. Uh, you know, the other ones I can't say on here, but snow is definitely one of those four letter words. Hey, we, so. we, we got, we got a little bit of that this year down here in Texas. I, I hear that. Yeah. yeah. I hear that. We got a little freeze down here, you know, and I told oh, Dustwall yeah. it was his fault. He moved here and brought this, brought the bad weather with him. So, <laughs> so we didn't have that stuff when you weren't here anyway. Well, we um, had an we, we had a, we, we had an inch in uh, Vegas about three years ago. Yeah, it was the first time in my twenty years of living in Texas that they ever shut the power off during it. Wow, twenty two years wow. I've lived here is the first time ever to have the power shut off during it. Yeah, it's weird. Mm -hmm. So, my next two are the controversial questions that I ask everyone, and uh, some people get responses uh, that are interesting and some not. So, the next All one: right. toilet paper over or under on the roll at your house? Over. Over? All right. Over. I love that because, yeah. like, you know, Scott McCain said to me, he said, you know, when he was doing radio DJ, that, that question there, you can ask that question, the phone lines would light up. I never would have guessed intestinal questions would have, would have been part of this, but, hey, what the heck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> anyway. It's your show, oh, dude. <laughs> Last one, boxers or briefs? Boxers, uh, boxers. I figured you were going to be a boxer guy. So, see, the questions no. aren't that that bad. No, so. no. Uh, hey, they could have been. They could have been a lot worse. I know. One more time, telling your website and how they can get a hold of you. Sure, right on the screen there, scotttransu.com. You'll see some footage of me uh, speaking at different events, which I was happy to do. Social media, Facebook, and LinkedIn. My name, and uh, on both of those profiles, you'll see tax expert, QuickBooks Pro Advisor, stuff like that. Reach out to me. Happy to talk to you. And if I can be of help, don't be afraid to say hello, and we can chat. Cool. Yep. Scott, I think I thank you for being on the podcast today and taking time out of your schedule to, to come here and meet our audience. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot, brother. We'll see you soon. Yep. Um, to you, the audience, I want to thank you guys for uh, tuning in today. Go check out scotttranzu.com. All right. Say hi to him. All right. See if this is somebody who can give you things. And by the way, look up his video of him introducing Eddie Money because he did. YouTube, so baby, cool. with my yeah. name. YouTube, right yep. there. So uh, in the meantime, guys, uh, make sure you subscribe to where you get your podcast and subscribe to us on YouTube. I'm Tim Gillette with The Tim Gillette Show, and I'll be back with another great guest real soon. Talk to you later, guys.